Hi, Jeff. Hello. So um, for the next uh, video, we're actually going to cover tumor lysis syndrome. Um, so this is something that some of you may have encountered if you worked in a hematology or oncology job during your IMT training. So just to start off with, in terms of the definition, um, tumor lysis syndrome or TLS is a metabolic syndrome, which is caused by the breakdown of malignant cells. What we tend to see is that this usually starts occurs at the start or during chemotherapy in very active disease. So this is normally seen in patients who present with a new diagnosis or in those patients known to us who then progress or change into a more aggressive form of their disease. Um, and therefore there can be quite significant morbidity and mortality associated with this condition. So prevention is key. So in terms of the diagnosis, um, the way we define this is through laboratory and clinical criteria. So from the laboratory side, what we tend to see in these patients is they get a raised uric acid level with a high potassium, certainly greater than 6.5, a raised phosphate. So again, this can be much higher than two at times and a calcium that's low, so often less than 1.75. From the clinical side, um, Patients often have renal impairment, so their creatinine levels go up um, and they may have reduced urine output, oligure, or even become completely aneuric. Um, there can be features of cardiac arrhythmia, so patients may you know, report chest pain or palpitations or giddiness. And if you do an ECG tracing, you might suddenly see these new arrhythmias. Some patients do get seizures because of these electrolyte imbalance. And then lastly, the, the worst case scenario is sudden death. So I'm just going to hand over to Jeff now, um, who's just going to go through the pathophysiology of this condition. Thank you, Priya. So um, this slide uh, very nicely summarizes uh, what's happening in the system when uh, we give chemotherapy um, to break down the cancer cells. Um, so what the cancer uh, produces um, is parents. Um, basically, uh, tumor lysis is caused by uric acid, as you can see, um, uh, the uh, fourth down. Um, we give allopurinol and raspberrycase um, as a treatment for tumor lysis. Um, allopurinol is a xanthine oxidase inhibitor. What it does is to prevent the formation of uric acid. And raspberrycase is a urate oxidase. It's very, it's very similar to this enzyme's action to make and break down uric acid into allantoin to make it very soluble to be passed out um, through the kidneys. Um, so we don't tend to use allopurinol and raspberrycase together because it either you, you either want to block the production or promote the breakdown. If you put those two together, um, Allopurinol will act to prevent the formation of uric acid and there will be no uric acid for raspberry case to add on. So you will use either of those. Next slide. Now, as Priya has mentioned, prevention is key. We do consent for the risk of tumor lysis in all our chemotherapy consent form. Uh, to uh, uh, make sure the patient is well informed, this could be one of the complications. There are certain factors, risk factors that can increase the risk of tumor lysis, 
including the background uh, patient characteristics and comorbidities, including age and renal impairment or CKD. Um, in terms of the cancer itself, um, there are certain types um, that are at increased risk. Um, it says high-grade tumor there. For example, um, something that's got a very high proliferative index, including Burkitt lymphoma, high-grade DLBCL, um, acute myeloid leukemia, acute lymphoblast leukemia. Um, so these are very likely to tumorize. Um, we can also look at the tumor burden, which can be reflected by a high LDH, uh, a high urate um, at the start, or a lot of uh, disease burden on imaging. Um, so we do assess the risk. Um, there's usually guidelines available and a flow chart in your hospital um, to determine who is going to receive what prophylaxis. Now, one of the key things to prevent um, tumor lysis is to make sure the patient is well hydrated. Uh, we give at least three liters, we call it super hydration. And we want to also make sure the patient is passing good amount of urine uh, at least one mils per kilo per hour. Uh, sometimes we use furosemide um, to promote the urine output. And this is one of the scenarios where you can use fluid and furosemide together. Um, now, obviously, try to avoid any nephrotoxic drugs when we uh, start chemotherapy. And depending on the risk of tumor lysis, we could either use allopurinol prophylaxis, at least in the first cycle, or in certain cases, we also use raspberry case prophylaxis. If there is tumor lysis, obviously, we will escalate the raspberry case dose to a treatment dose. Again, we don't use the two together. You, you have to stop one and use the other one. Um, Priya, is there anything you would like to add? No, no, I think you've uh, covered everything. So thank you, Jeff. Um, yeah. So hopefully you guys have found this useful and I'm sure it may come up in one of your interview questions. Um, and so thank you very much, Jeff. That's great. It would be one or two way that it comes mm. up, isn't it? One yeah, is you, you're asked to, is there anything you would do um, mm. when you start chemo? Then you would say, I would look at the tumor lysis risk and offer prophylaxis. Or the other way that it comes in a scenario is someone who started chemo or steroid for lymphoma, yeah. for example, and then they give you some blood results to interpret, and then you go down that tumor lysis route. Um, so one of two um, of those um, scenarios. Definitely. So um, that's it. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.